Welcome to Integrative Medicine Solutions with Forum Health, the podcast. Our nationwide network of integrative and functional medicine providers believe in a new standard of healthcare, one that creates optimal health by focusing on partnering with you, understanding your needs, learning about your unique health history, and getting to the root cause of your concerns. Using advanced testing, emerging therapies, and the latest technology, Forum Health providers are at the forefront of integrative and functional health care for all. Your journey to better health starts here. Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for a very special masterclass on overcoming bacterial and viral infections with SOT therapy and the RGCC test. My name is Britt with Forum Health. For those of you not familiar, Forum Health is an expanding nationwide network of industry-leading healthcare providers who serve patients with a root cause approach to care. Our network of practitioners have decades of functional and integrative medicine experience drawn from areas in clinical nutrition, anti-aging, environmental medicine, chronic disease, lifestyle medicine, and much more. To learn more, visit us at forumhealth.com. All right, let's get started. Our speaker tonight is Dr. Clayton Bell of Forum Health Asheville. Dr. Bell is a certified functional medicine physician and is also board certified in integrative medicine and family medicine. He combines cutting edge functional and integrative medicine treatments with holistic lifestyle recommendations and ancient healing traditions from Ayurvedic medicine. This allows patients to be seen and heard on a physical, psychological, emotional, and spiritual levels. He believes the common thread to optimizing vitality and health lies with empowering, encouraging, and engaging the person to heal themselves from the inside out. Welcome, Dr. Bell. Thank you so much, Bert. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes. Well, thank you for speaking with us tonight. You know, so many people suffer with bacterial and viral infections with little relief from symptoms such as persistent fever, mm-hmm. chills, uh, unexplained fatigue, headaches, gut issues, and much more. However, SOT therapy is proving to be highly effective in helping the body overcome infection. Um, So to start, Dr. Bell, what exactly is SOT therapy and the RGCC test? Absolutely. Yeah, Britt, that's a great question. Yeah, so SOT therapy, SOT is actually an acronym. It stands for Supportive Oligonucleotide Therapy. Oligonucleotide is a really fancy word for for essentially, um, it's a specific Okay, let me just break it down for you like this. This is the way it works, okay? Um, whenever we have a pathogen in the body, okay? Let's, for instance, we're talking a lot about Lyme right now. We're talking about chronic viral infections. Think about EBV, think about HIV, even human papillovirus, these kind of things, right? So these viruses and these bacteria to live, they have to replicate, okay? And so to do that, that's where SOT, the beauty of it is. SOT is actually, it's anti-sense technology. So it's been around in the research realm for at least 20 years. This is just the most highly developed, um, clinically efficacious form of it. And in, in really in treatment today that I'm, that I'm physically aware of. Um, I actually have a friend who's a radiation oncologist and he's an MD, PhD. And he actually did his PhD thesis on anti-sense technology yeah. about 20 years ago. So it's pretty amazing. But basically in a nutshell, the way it works, is that they take this pathogen and on the, every pathogen has like a DNA, right? 
And so there's specific replication regions in the DNA. And essentially what they do is for your specific pathogen, so all these approaches, all these treatments are literally personalized. Mm -hmm. They'll find that replication region. They'll make a synthetic DNA that is going to fit that almost like a hand in glove. Think about it like a jigsaw puzzle. And it only combines to that. It doesn't interact with the DNA in my body of my own personal cells. It wouldn't work for you. It wouldn't work for your dog or your daughter or your husband or your wife or anybody else. So it's very specific towards your pathogen in your body. But what it does, they'll wrap it in an mRNA coat. And that way it can actually penetrate into the cell and actually get to the DNA of, say, the spirochete for Lyme or, or even the cyst form for that matter or EBV or whatever virus you're dealing with. And what it'll do is it'll bind to it. And I essentially think about it metaphorically, almost like a really, really attractive, but infertile lover. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to go, it's going to connect to that virus, it's going to connect to that bacteria and it can't do anything. It can't grow. It can't spread because it can't reproduce. The great thing about the SOT2 is it lasts for a long time. So the treatments last for about six months and they're working 24 hours a day, seven days a week in your body, literally circulating throughout your entire body. So it's not just localized to one area and it's picking up any spirochete, cyst, viruses that it finds along the way and it's just blocking them from replicating. So it's a really beautiful treatment. It's obviously it has incredibly advanced technology behind it, but the actual methodology of it is fairly simple. It's preventing reproduction of these viruses and bacteria. That's incredible, especially for somebody who's suffering from so many of the symptoms, horrible symptoms that you don't often know exactly what it is. Um, With SOT therapy, how does the RGC test come into that? And what exactly is that test? Great question. Great question. So there's a couple of different RGCC tests for this. So there's one and they have a, they have a kind of a sister company called Biocentaur, but -hmm. essentially they have two different ones that you can utilize. One is called prime spot and it's a direct PCR test. So there's different types of tests we do. Um, and there's no perfect test for viruses and, and bacteria. You really kind of have to pick and choose. They all have pluses and minuses. But essentially the way the prom spot is, it's a direct PCR test for uh, viruses. And well, the way PCR works is basically it's um, you, you collect the blood, you spin it down, and then you try to amplify it with, uh, with PCR, um, you know, thousands of times that you can find like DNA sequences in there. Um, when you get that, if you catch something in a PCR test, like, you know, it's there, it's physically there because you see the DNA in it. Um, so this is a little bit different than, let's say, uh, an antibody test. So an antibody test, you think about like Western blot, um, which is going to be the typical, you know, Lyme test. And unfortunately, it misses the vast majority of Lyme cases. So, so many people out there watching this right now, and you can raise your hand if you're one of them. Like, hey, you know, I, I got bit by a tick. I went to the doctor. I had these symptoms. Whether it's musculoskeletal pain or maybe some neurological symptoms, or you may even had the rash. You take the antibody test and it comes back normal. And then, you know, the doctor says, no, it's in your head. You don't have Lyme. But really, the test is just not sensitive. It doesn't pick it up, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, those tests were actually the ELISA and Western blot, the two-tier tests that were classically taught as physicians, was never actually meant to be um, the diagnosing test for Lyme. And actually, uh, George W. Bush actually uh, created actually a law or a, a referendum actually stating that. Um, but of course, that's very overlooked and no one really knows about that. I didn't know it until I started doing this deep dive into Lyme yeah. and got some additional training. Um, but that was really just set up by the CDC for pure epidemiology studies. Um, because if you test positive on that, you know you have it. But that's why these other tests like the prime spot, there's no one called Paldi spot. Um, which is literally for Lyme disease, it's PCR2. And I'll be totally honest with you, what we actually do most of the time is we actually will utilize other tests, like Vibrant is one that we use a lot because Vibrant is actually an indirect antibody test. 
And it's a lot easier to pick up IgG and IgM bands. And if you get any positive IgG or IgM bands, that could be a Western blot from, say, LabCorp Request, or that could be the really expanded Tickborne 1.0 or 2.0 panels from Vibrant. Um, or it could be, um, and there's lots of other you know companies out there that are doing these kind of tests. With that information, we can send that with your blood over to RGCC Labs. They'll make an SOT for you. So even if you 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 can't get an SOT made unless you actually have a positive test. And it has to be from a reputable company. So it could be Igenix, could be Vibrant. It could be the BioCentaur. There's a lot of options out there. We just have to get a positive test for you to get the treatment. That makes sense. Now, what viruses and bacterial infections is SOT most effective for? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so from my understanding, it, the company promotes actually a 95% efficacy rate for Lyme which is really just extremely impressive. So I've actually um, asked to, to get privy to some of that information. I think some of it is um, internal information that's collected. And so I'm, I'm in the process of trying to collect that right now myself. The viruses, the claims about 91% response, which is just really, really, really impressive. Um, but I mean, it makes sense, right? If you prevent the replication and you decrease the viral load or the spirochete load, then obviously the symptoms are going to get much better. Um, you know, with cancer, so this is a little teaser for next time we do one of these, but yeah. I actually use the SOTs for cancer even more, honestly, and they have a really great um, response right there. It's about 78% they'll either stop tumor or you'll see a, a response, partial response, or even a complete response in some cases, which is really phenomenal. So the SOT therapy was actually developed for cancer. But what they found is it's extremely effective, not more effective, actually, um, for these viruses and, um, you know, say Lyme. Now, you asked a great question. You said, what is it actually you know, used for? And so you'll see that there's multiple different Borrelia species. Um, and then, so it's not just Lyme. Lyme's not just like one. It's not just Borrelia burgdorferi. There are many, 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 many different ones that can be high. Um, and then also with this, you also have the co-infections, right? So you got to think about Bartonella. You got to think about Babesia. And so often these things run around together. And if you go to a typical doctor and you get treated for say Lyme, you know, they're typically going to give you doxycycline, maybe azithromycin, and that's only literally going to cover one form of the Lyme. It's those two antibiotics are literally only going to cover the cell wall deficient form. They don't even really cover for the spirochete form or the cyst form. Nevertheless, um, you know, Bartonella and Babesia. And so it's like, you, you really need at least three different antibiotics. And if you're covering Babesia, you actually need an anti-protozoal, like an anti-malarial medication. Um, so there's a lot more to it than, than just, oh, you know, take this antibiotic. And so part of the beauty for the SOT is it's very specific. So we actually do is we actually pick which Borrelia species we're going to utilize and get tested for. So a lot of times it's this Borrelia burgdorferi, um, you know, but it might be Bartonella, it might be VCH, it really depends on symptoms. So that is going to be for the, the Lyme. Now, if you're looking at viruses too, you know, you're looking at, it could be HSV, Right. Cytomegalovirus, a varicella zoster. I actually got a shingles infection in my eye about 10 years ago, and I actually have permanent vision loss from my eye now um, from that. And this is really kind of an interesting and kind of brings it all home. But when I had that at the time, I went to the doctor, the eye doctor, who was actually a personal friend. And, you know, and they asked me, they said, do you have some, are you on immunosuppressant drugs? I'm like, no, I'm not. Do you have cancer? No, I'm not. Do you have HIV? No, I don't have HIV. And they go, a 30-year-old man should not be getting shingles. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I just thought it was chronic stress. I was living down in Haiti a lot and, you know, medical training and all those kind of things. Now, coming back to it 10 years later, I started running all these Lyme tests on my patients. And then I was like, well, let me run it on myself too. It'll be a good way for me to learn about it as well. And I'll tell you what, I didn't expect this one, but I actually have it too. So wow. let me show you um, 
I'll just share this with you. Okay. This is me. Yeah. And this is a vibrant test. And this kind of shows you what we look at a lot of times, but these are all the different ones that I came up positive to. So this is Borrelia, several different Borrelia species, six of them I came up positive to as well as BBC and Bartonella and you see IgGs and IgMs. So with any of these bands, I'll just show you the, the Borrelia Bergdorferi page. Sure. Can't give you an idea. But with any of these bands, then what we can do is we can send this off and get an SOT for you. And so I, you know, you see, I met the alternative Lyme criteria, but not the CDC guidance criteria. And so, the, you know, that's that's one reason too why we have to do this advanced testing, whether it's the PCR from the BioCentaur, which is RGCC, or whether we do it from a, another third party, and then we send it for the SOT. But you know, the big viruses I'm thinking that are going to be most effective: EBV, HIV, um, you know, varicella zoster, and then all the Lyme, you know, all the Borrelia, all the Bartonella, all the BC. I actually, had a woman who came in today. And we actually sent off four SOTs for her. Mm. So we're able to draw all of her blood right now. She sent it off and she's got four of them. And she's gonna actually going to do them one a month over the next four months. And I had so many things on my panel. I actually sent off her six um, because you can spread them apart. When we typically like to give them about a month apart for these viruses. And you can only do nine in a year. That's that's the most. Um, but we'll, I know we'll get to that later. I know it's some of your future questions. Yeah, no, I appreciate you just sharing because it is such an extensive list of what, you know, uh, SOT is effective for. Um, and I appreciate you sharing your own results. It, it helps just that you understand the patient's perspective and knowing what they're going through, um, I think means everything. You know, one of the questions I have is, what is the actual goal of SOT? I know you kind of touched upon it before, um, like preventing the replication, but can you talk a little bit more about what is the goal and how it actually works in the body? Yeah, sure. I mean, so, I mean, essentially the way it works in the body is kind of the way I described earlier. It's actually making a synthetic DNA that actually combines um, to the to the mRNA um, in the in the body of the pathogen. And they replicate that. They replicate it 500,000 to a million times. So you have like a million of these little um, pathogen Pac-Men mm -hmm. essentially, you know, running right. around your body, you know, over the next six months or so. And so, I mean, ultimately, right, you know, what we're finding is, you know, a lot of people have exposure to this. Now, some people develop chronic diseases from it and other people maybe get it and then they don't know like again right like you're just it's kind of there in the background but maybe you have a big stressor maybe you have an injury maybe you have a death in a family maybe you get another sickness right and then these things can essentially flare up i mean spirochetes you know can you know we think with Lyme they probably are potentially there you know indefinitely kind of like yeah. syphilis you know syphilis is one of those that might show up years and years later with tertiary syphilis we get neurosymptoms you know and it could be the same thing with Lyme because they're both spirochete bacteria um, as well but the goal of the SOT really is to, you know, suppress the reproduction of the bacteria or of the Lyme. And in that time, you know, you have, I believe, an opportunity to really work on the bioterrain, right? Because, I mean, the same way, whether it's cancer, whether it's Lyme, what have you, you know, we have to get the foundations of health down. We have to get your, right. your stress levels down. We have to make sure you're not in a chronic sympathetic state or it's going to be really hard to heal. You know, we need to dial in your nutrition, right? We need to make sure that your sleep is good and know that you're physically active, but not too active because a lot of times people are really fatigued from like EBV and Lyme and those kind of things. And if they overdo it, then you just feel horrible afterwards. You know, so this is an opportunity for that. And then also in the meantime, too, you can be working on, say, herbal protocols, mm -hmm. right? Whether it's Japanese knotweed or cat's claw or, you know, artemisinin. You know, there's so many things that help these different, you know, conditions. Um, or antibiotics, you know, antibiotics are very appropriate sometimes, for, you know, for say Lyme disease as well. So to me, this, the SOT is the greatest medical benefit because it's not, it's not something you have to take five times a day, 
Uh, you know, it's literally, it's a, it's a one-time infusion that's going to last for six months. And then if someone needs it again, you can come back and hit that same infusion again, like Borrelia burgdorferi, say three months later, or you can mix it up like I'm going to do. I'm going to do Borrelia burgdorferi, and then, I, you know, on day one, and then a month after that, I'm going to do, you know, Bartonella, then a month after that, I'm going to do then I'm going to come back to different Borrelia species after that over the next six months, and probably incorporate maybe like a cell core detoxification protocol in the meantime, just to try to like really help cleanse my body and heal it and try to minimize any kind of Herx reactions that can definitely happen. That's, that's wonderful. You know, once people have their first SOT infusion, mm-hmm. um, what are some of the benefits that a patient can expect? Yeah. So someone can actually potentially expect, you know, getting some symptomatic relief within two to three weeks. Sometimes it could be even sooner. You know, everyone is so different though. You never really know, you know, and we've had cases. I talked to Terry Bimes. She was going to be on here tonight, but as you know, she had a kind of a, a last minute RGCC meeting um, mm-hmm. I don't what it was made in Texas, but I think the yeah. main scientist actually came down to the U S so she's part of that, but she's amazing. You know, she's really my mentor in this and she's the North American lead and educator. So she provides education to all the doctors and naturopaths and nurses, you know, for the whole continent. And, you know, she's seen just, she's treated, who knows how many hundreds of people, you know, in her clinic, uh, you know, over in Austin and everything, you know, and now, you know, they're part of Form Health. So that's one of the beautiful things about Form Health is, you know, I talked to her, I talked to Dr. Wally Taylor over there, who's in the, you know, the same, um, you know, center, you know, I asked Dr. Peterson today out in Utah, you know, some of his, uh, you know, treatment perspectives, yeah, right. um, you know, so it's, it's just really nice to be able to collaborate with people that have so much experience across the country, you know, they've been doing this a lot longer than I have. Um, so, you know, hopefully we're expecting some symptom, you know, improvement in two to three weeks. And then sometimes it takes, you know, multiple SOTs, right? You know, sometimes it's not a one and done thing. It might come back later, or you might have to hit the Bartonella to really get cleared out of the Babesia or the other species. And so that's really where the art of medicine comes in there to try to look at your symptoms and find out which ones are really bothering you right. and try to aim at those. And I mean, essentially the goal is to get your life back, you know, because some people like me have GI issues, you know, like. IBS and SIBO and probably, you know, basically a palsy of the, of the enteric nervous system, you know, and a little bit of musculoskeletal pain, maybe some, you know, looking back now say, Oh, okay. I got fuzzy headed. You know, maybe that was something to it, you know, but I mean, some people are like literally totally debilitated and they've lost their entire quality of life, you know, and those are the people that are really, really want to help as well as, you know, performance enhancement and optimization. You know, because I feel like I'm a really healthy person. Like, wow, just imagine how healthy I could be if I clear out all these chronic infections, you know, and then everything in between, right? You know, so the more that your life has really been disrupted by this, I think the more powerful this treatment can be for you. And the more I I would like to be a service and help you with this, because I obviously have skin in the game. Um, And, you know, we're we're kind of all in the same boat here, you know, and, you know, there's too much suffering in the world. And if we can alleviate that, especially that suffering that doesn't need to be there, then that's what we want to do. Absolutely. I think a lot of times too, when you're experiencing these symptoms, you, you get used to it. You become accustomed to it. You don't even realize you're in pain. Pain becomes normal until you get something like SOT therapy and you realize how different and how much better your life can be, you know, more, you know, more energy, less fatigue, sleeping better. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it really does turn your life around. Um, And it's, it's a life-changing treatment for so many people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know a lot of people are probably wondering, okay, this sounds great. How is SOT actually administered? You know, maybe you can walk us through what a session looks like at your clinic. If somebody's coming in for this treatment. Sure. Absolutely. And so what we'll do is we'll typically get someone off. So you, you come in for a lab draw, right? We send that off to Greece and then it takes about 
two, you know, it takes a couple days to get over there and it takes two weeks to make it and then to send it back. So you're looking at maybe three to four weeks later for the actual administration. So what we have you do is we have you take a H2 blocker, which is an, an antacid, but it's it's essentially like say Pepsid about six hours before. And that just prevents any kind of like little say like uh, reactions potentially. It's not 100% necessary, but you know, we just have to tell people, hey, just, you know, be on the safe side, go ahead and take it. Um, the treatment itself is is actually pretty simple and it's extremely safe. That's kind of one of the great things about this is, you know, so many of these treatments, you know, can be really, uh, you know, hard on the body. Now you can hurt, so don't get me wrong. You can definitely hurt from this when these, when these bacteria, you know, these viruses start dying. So that absolutely needs to be addressed with your provider and your physician um, 100%. But that being said, the actual administration, actual treatment itself is extremely safe. Um, so what will happen, though, is we'll give you a little bit of dexamethasone, which is basically just a steroid. It's going to stabilize the vein because the last thing we want is for this medicine to leak out through the uh, through, through the through the vein, you know, into the body and then not get into the systemic circulation. Um, so you'll get that. And then you'll basically just get a, um, a, a push over the course of probably 15, not even that long, 10 minutes. Um, so when it comes to us, it comes in a little tube. I should have brought a vial home. And it just looks like a little crystal structure in the very bottom. You can just barely see it. And then we'll reconstitute it with a little bit of sterile water or 0.5 cc's specifically, and then nine and a half cc's of uh, normal saline after that. And then um, what we'll do is we'll inject like one cc and then run a little normal saline through, give it a, you know, 10 seconds, 20 seconds, push another cc, another cc. And we, we give it a break like that just to let it circulate throughout the body mm. and just move through the body. Um, so literally the infusion doesn't take long and we watch you afterwards to make sure that you're safe and sound and feeling good about it. But, you know, no one that we've, that we've given it to, I mean, you don't even know you're getting anything. Hmm. I mean, like people don't even realize they, they tend to tell me later, Oh, you know, things are going good. I feel good inside. Like, you know, I'm, I'm feeling healthier. Um, you know, so that's always really good feedback, but you know, it's the infusion itself is, is really simple and safe mm -hmm. and fairly quick. Yeah. And probably comfortable. I know you have a great clinic there. You can just relax, is, yeah. probably bring a book. Not that it takes that long. You probably wouldn't read much. No, you, I mean, you know, by the time you're getting set up and everything. Yeah, we yeah. have a really, really nice IV suite. We have incredible yeah. IV nurses. We have a really pretty windows. And so you get a nice view and, you know, the Asheville sunshine is coming in. So nice. it's a great IV suite. It's the nicest one I've ever seen. That's great. You know, um, I'm sure people listening tonight are thinking, okay, are there any medical conditions that could possibly prevent me from receiving SOT. Are there any that people should be aware of? Yeah, there are a couple actually. Okay. Let me pull this up. Sure. And before we uh, start talking about, I actually pulled some information together just so that I could kind of answer this for you exactly. Yeah. yeah so this is specifically um, what it would be, but essentially uh, if you're pregnant or if you're breastfeeding, if you had a recent blood transfusion, if you were on, this is more applicable to say uh, cancer, but if you were on um, specifically chemo or radiation, you know, like within that week, you wouldn't do that. Um, so we just space it out. Same with antibiotic therapy. You know, before we give the SOT, we really like someone to be off their antibiotic therapy for like two weeks if they can um, before we actually give them the medicine because we really don't want the viral load, um, not for antibiotics, sorry. We don't want the, the bacterial load, you know, let's say Lyme. Or if it's a virus, we don't necessarily on antivirals that are specifically um, utilized for that treatment because we want there to be a higher level. We don't want all the uh, the bacteria or the viruses um, basically, you know, kind of hiding out per se. We want it to be readily accessible. Uh, the other one would be, you know, children under the age of four years old. As long as you're not pregnant or breastfeeding and you're not a baby, uh, there's really no contraindications for the SOTs for Lyme 
um, and for viruses. Now with cancer, there's a few more nuances because we think about um, tumor lysis syndrome if you have a really big cancer burden, but we'll, we'll talk about that more next time. Okay, that's great. Um, kind of going along with that, are there any risks or known side effects that are associated with SOT? Yeah, so I mean, just like any other treatment, you know, there's always going to potentially be, um, you know, side effects. Really, the ones that are the most common, though, are headaches. And really, the only headache we had, we had a lady that had a headache that afternoon, and she drank some water and it went away. Um, fatigue is possible, you know, so you can always, you know, and then flu-like symptoms are possible. It's possible to have like a little low-grade fever, you know, what have you. Um, the Herx reaction is really the biggest concern, to be totally honest with you. And then, you know, we want to be really specific. We want to get you on, you know, some herbal anti-inflammatories, you know, prior to this, you know, because we're expecting as you're having die off, you're going to have some inflammatory cytokines that are going to come out. Um, we want to make sure you're detoxifying really, really, really well, because even things like Lyme can really even hold heavy metals too. So you might actually get a heavy metal release too when you start killing these bugs. And that's why probably for a lot of people out there, you've done a lot of different protocols. It could be Cowden protocol. It could be, uh, you know, um, the Byron Y protocol, it could be a cell core, it could just be, you know, taking individual herbs or TCM protocols, what have you. Um, and you might notice when you start taking these medicines, you might feel really, really bad. You know, you might, and you now that can be the part of that Herx reaction. So another thing we like to utilize is a binder. You know, and a binder is going to be things like zeolite or activated charcoal or clay or like a fulvic acid. But essentially, we take those on an empty stomach uh, away from food and away from other supplements. And what it does, it literally binds, you know, some of the toxins that are being released um, and pulls them out of the body as well. So we try to mitigate this as much as possible. And that's why we like to run those panels like the vibrant panels I showed you before or run like some of those PCR panels from Biocentaur. Because we want to know, we want to know, do you have Bartonella? Do you have Babesia? Do you have EBV? Because these things can flare. Um, you know, Dr. Baum kind of described it to me, like, you know, you kind of have the general, you take the general out. So we take, you know, uh, Borrelia burgdorferi out, you know, these other lieutenants are going to try to come up and take its place. And so you do want to have a plan in place for that. So the biggest yeah, side effect profile that I would say is going to be uh, herxing, which basically mm -hmm. means it's, it's working. Unfortunately, it's just uh, unpleasant. So we, we try to, you know, keep that, keep that suppressed as much as possible so that you can get through this and heal without feeling bad in the meantime. Right. So it sounds like you, you have to go through some stuff before you get, before you get better. Go sometimes, before sometimes, you, you know, yeah. not everybody, some people might just feel better. Amazing. You know, everyone's right. so different, right? Different, yeah. You know, and then some of us might have a little Herx action. So it's right. You know, it's a, you, you, you probably know it's, a good rule of thumb is you should see how you Herx a lot before. If you've Herx a lot before you might Herx this, if you've never Herx, um, you might not, you know, because the herxing can also be a, you know, kind of an indicator of what your load is too. No, you know, if you're really, really sensitive and you you have a big, you know, kind of a detox reaction or a herx reaction, you probably really need it. We just need to go really gentle with you. Yes, it's you a lot in the process. It means it's working, so it's yeah, a it good thing. Working. It yeah. it's working. Yeah, so, It'll get you through it. Right, <laughs> well, we're going to support you through this process. But yeah, I mean, if you've had this for five, 10, 20 years, I mean, this is. This is part of your physiology now. I mean, it's going to be a journey. It's not going to be like an overnight thing, right. you know, but, you know, all, all healing is that way. You know? Exactly. You know, you touched upon this a little bit earlier. How many sessions on average, I know everyone's different, mm -hmm. but how many sessions are typically needed? Um, and can you tell us again, remind us again, how frequently a person can sure. return for sure. an additional session? Absolutely. Great, 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 great question. Okay. So and I think it's impossible to say, I mean, yeah. you know, there's such a broad spectrum of prognoses 
I mean, you have everything from people that are infected by Lyme that don't even know they're infected, which is probably, I mean, honestly, the more I'm, I'm learning and test people, it's probably a really good percentage of the patient, of the, of the population. Um, and then you have people that are absolutely debilitated, you know, so it really kind of comes from a couple of things. It's, it's your baseline where are you starting from, right? Um, you know, what's the bioterrain like around you, you know, and then what are the other things you're doing too? Cause SOT is an amazing treatment, but in and of by itself, you know, you need the additional support with that, right? You know, you need the proper detoxification, you need the proper anti-inflammatory support. You know, you might need some herbal support. You're going to need psycho, you know, psychological, emotional, you know, mm -hmm. spiritual support, you know, through this whole healing process. You need to know that you're going to get better or have a hope that you are because that's going to really activate the healing response too. Um, so it's, it's impossible to say how many it takes. Maybe it's one, maybe it's three, you know, it's, it's, it's really hard to know. For some people, it might be like, the, hey, I feel so much better on this. I'm going to do it indefinitely every mm -hmm. six months or every year. You know, some of my cancer patients, you know, what we say is, hey, let's not worry about three years from now. Let's get you better right now. And then we can personalize it based on your response later on. And that actually brings up to um, another question. Uh, Dr. Wally Taylor, our form health associate, esteemed colleague uh, down in, uh, in Austin asked this, that, you know, can the pathogen become resistant to SOT? I wouldn't really say it becomes resistant to it, Dr. Taylor, but I think what would happen is the efficacy would wear off over time as you put those, say, 500,000, a million um, DNA particles in there, they're going to be searching, or synthetic DNA, they're going to be searching for, say, the Lyme. Um, eventually, those are going to get bound up or lost over time. And you think about, like, you know, red blood cells are turning over, you know, every three months. I mean, eventually, you know, the whole body is, you know, changing over. So you're going to need to reboot it. And so that also leads into the next question you asked is how often, you know, can you get these? Well, if it's for one agent, so let's make it simple, let's say EBV, right? You can get one now and then you can get one three months later, okay? But you can only get three EBV SOTs in a year, mm, right? Okay. Now, what you can do is RGCC actually allows you to get different SOTs within a week. I don't necessarily suggest that. That's a lot on your body. Um, to, I would not do that personally. Um, ideally, what I think you would do is space it out. A month or so so for instance kind of like i'm doing i'm gonna do you know brilliant burgdorferi then i'm gonna do bartonella and then i'm gonna do babesia then i'm gonna come back to some of the other brilliant species i'm gonna do it a month apart now if, if i'm detoxing too hard i'm gonna slow that down because these mm -hmm. sot's they stay good they stay shelf stable for six months mm. so you can order two of them or three of them at a time and you you don't have to get them three days in a row you know we're not gonna do that we're gonna hold them for you i hold them in my desk um you know and and i have some little uh some some good mojo items around them, you know, just to nice. you know, keep them safe and try to just put some prayers over them and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is, this is, this is really, really, really strong medicine, you know, and you don't need a lot of it. Um, you know, so you don't have to overburden yourself with, with a thousand pills with this, you know, it's really, it's like an infusion. And then you can, you could sit on it for up to six months maybe and come mm -hmm. back or treat the other co-infections at the same time. So the maximum you can get in a year though is nine. So for instance, I, okay. I'm, I'm using myself, but it's easy to have a case study as an example. So I ordered these six right off the bat. And then after that, I'm going to space it out. I'll probably come back and do the Borrelia burgdorferi again. And then I'll, I'll probably get a, a another vibrant panel, look at all my antibody titers and see, or run one of those PCR tests from BioCentaur and see what's going on. Okay. And yeah, so I hope that's a no, informative that, answer. That No, that helps so much because I'm sure a lot of people who are sick with a lot of these infections are wondering, how often can I take this? Um, yeah. One of my next questions I have, and you you just mentioned co-infections. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to know how does SOT address co-infections if they exist? 
for example, Bartonella and Lyme? Great way. Great. Um, so it doesn't. It, the, the SOT is 100% specific, and that's one of the beauties of the treatment. Um, it's so specific, it's actually it's an advanced like biological treatment. It's not even considered a drug. Um, so it's, it's, it's just with, for cancer, it's made only for that specific circling tumor cell. For, for Lyme, it's only for Borrelia burgdorferi. It's not going to be for any other Borrelia species. It's not going to touch Bartonella. It's not going to touch Babesia. So it's literally only going to work on that specific organism that you test positive for and that we choose and tell them to make a SOT for. That makes sense. That's great. Yeah, each target essentially has its own unique DNA sequence. Okay. If that makes sense. Right. So it's not a one size fits all. I mean, we're talking about right. ultimate precision medicine here. So it's not kind of a broad swath. It's not a shotgun approach. This is like a laser approach. Right which is what you need and want, especially when you're suffering from any of these infections. Um, you mentioned it before talking about other things to support when mm -hmm. you're getting SOT. Are there any specific diets, uh, diets, supplements? I know you mentioned different herbs that you would recommend along with SOT treatment. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. So I think diet is so important because especially if you have a lot of arachidonic acid in your diet, think, um, think uh, poor fats, you know, think fried mm -hmm. foods, um, you know, think uh, a lot of um, low grade animal proteins, those things, um, you're going to have a lot more inflammation in your body. Um, and especially when, when you start going through treatments and everything that are pretty intense. So one of the best ways to say is a whole food diet. So no matter if you're keto or vegan, right? Everybody agrees, cut out the sugar. So no added sugars, period. You know, I, no white flour, um, you know, I would really decrease things. I would cut out dairy. You know, dairy has, has a lot of pro-inflammatory uh, properties for some people. You know, for some people, I'll give dairy too if they're like, you know, 90 years old and 100 pounds and they have trouble gaining weight. But for most people, I try to get rid of dairy. Um, you know, you can definitely make the argument for going gluten-free or if you do eat, you know, gluten, definitely, a, you know, like maybe like a, uh, a organic, you know, whole, whole wheat sprouted bread like Ezekiel or like a sourdough. I'll eat some sourdough sometimes, you know, as well. Um, like an organic sourdough, but in general, you know, a whole food plant-based diet, I'm not telling you you have to go vegetarian or vegan, but get the vast majority of your food from plants. Um, you know, and then when you, when you, when you do eat animal proteins, you know, make it like the, um, the accent piece of the meal and not like a huge steak and like a little bit of salad, but like a big salad, you know, a little cut of meat and always organic pasture raised, wild caught grass fed every time. Um, but it's going to be really hard to eat out doing that. So you want to, if you're going to get the meats, cook them at home. But that's a really important dietary piece. Lots of fluids, lots of fluids, lots of fluids, lots of fiber. You want to flush out the system. You, you, you want to get rid of these toxins. Um, you know, you want to urinate it out. You need to have a bowel movement every single day. So that's super important. Um, other things, as far as from a herbal standpoint, you know, there, there's an agent by Research Nutraceuticals we like a lot called Cytoquil, which is a little combination of, uh, it's got a little bit of N-acetylcysteine, some EGCG, um, some turmeric in there. Um, and it's, it's a nice anti-inflammatory agent that really keeps that inflammatory cytokine uh, balance in check. A binder, you know, so it could be like, a, you know, Inwell's daily binder or like a GI detox, you know, to help pull out some of these toxins. If someone starts having a big Herx reaction, one of the beauties of us having an IV center there is we can get you, say, an IV vitamin C, 15, 25 grams, um, followed by glutathione push, you know, for a big Herx reaction. That can be really, really helpful. Um and then also, you know, there's a lot of great home detox programs. So 
Epsom salt baths. I'd really recommend, you know, one or two cups of Epsom salt, you know, for 20 minutes daily, if you can, mm -hmm. um, nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, you can do castor oil packs to help out with it. infrared sauna is great, especially if you also yes. have some underlying like mold toxicity and mycotoxins, which so many people have, you know, so that can be great. Um, coffee enemas, coffee enemas, uh, when done properly can be really, really, really helpful. I mean, they can be really cathartic and really help you with some of these symptoms and a great way is to, to release some of the toxins out of the body. Definitely. No, they're great recommendations because I know I'm sure a lot of people out there are wondering what else can I do to support, you know, this treatment if I'm going to be going through it. So thank you for, for all of those recommendations. Sure. Um, this is my last question for tonight before we open up the uh, class to questions from our audience. I would love to know from you, Dr. Bell, this was such great information. What is the one thing that you would like our audience to take away from tonight? Sure. I guess the big thing is I just want you to know that there's hope. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you wouldn't be watching this if you didn't believe that, but like your life, you know, it's, it's not over. And if someone told you it was, don't listen to them. Do not give into that reality. There is always an opportunity for healing always. Now that doesn't mean that you're going to go, you know, run a marathon, you know, tomorrow, or it doesn't mean that you're going to regain your, your, your high school football glory days from 30 years ago. Okay. Uh, but in context, there, there is so much space for healing, so much. I mean, that's what we do with functional and integrative medicine is, you know, we're looking for the underlying causes. We help to build you up foundationally from the ground up. And you come in and see me, you see my partner, Camilla in the clinic. I mean, you know, the first thing I'm, we're talking about too, you know, in addition to what your, your condition is, but you know, what's your nutrition? What is your stress levels? What is your sleep? You know, what is your physical activity? You know, what environmental toxins are you exposed to? You know, what's your history, right? Like were you, you know, how were you born? You know, did you get a lot of antibiotics? You know, were you in the NICU? Um, you know, it's like, you know, what kind of traumas did you have? Did you have adverse childhood events? You know, and we see people that do have a lot of adverse childhood events, have a lot of trauma, especially in childhood, they get a lot more chronic illnesses, you know, a lot more autoimmune disease, you know, um, chronic viruses that don't clear, you know, and, and, and there's just a, there's a huge disequilibrium and a, and a dismodulation in the immune system that gets started actually even in utero. And honestly, probably comes multi-generationally back um, via methylation, intergenerational um, trauma that gets passed down, um, you know, over time. So it's not like it's your fault, right? Like there's a million things that brewed to get you here today. And just know there's also a million things we can do to help pick you up out of that. So I want you to be helpful. That's number one. The other big take home thing is SFTs are extremely safe and extremely effective. Like I said, the, the biggest problem we have is herxing, but no matter what you do, whether it's an antibiotic or an herbal, um, or, you know, there, there's going to be a herx potential there. So we're going to support you through that process. And the efficacy is really, really high for these, you know, and it can give people their life back. So we're really excited about doing that for you. Um, the other thing I think is really interesting is, you know, these are not drugs, you know, these are literally not medications because the sequence is different from all the different patients. They're actually um, classified under advanced therapies uh, for single patients. Um, and over in the EU, they actually have a committee for advanced therapies that watches over these as part of the European uh, Medicines Agency. You know, so these are not, these are not even, these are not medicines that have to go to the FDA even. You know, these are literally advanced biological treatments, you know, for you. This is precision right. medicine for you. So it's, it's so, it's so nice just not having that. Okay. Here's your symptoms. Here's your diagnosis. Here's your drug. <laughs> you know, like we're so far past that. Yeah. Um, and I hear from patients all the time. Oh my God. You know, I, you know, that's what I'm getting at these other providers. And, and, and I guess I also want you to know, like it's, it's only because they don't have time. 
Like if you come and see me in the clinic, I have 90 minutes with you for the first visit. So I'm going to get to know your hobbies. I'm going to know who you are. You know, I'm going to know where you live, you know, what your family supports like. I'm going to know all your medical conditions. I'm going to know everything about you, not everything, but I'm going to know a lot about you. And then I'm going to have you come back and we're probably going to meet for 60 minutes a second time, you know, and then, you know, as much as we need to. And then we'll, we'll decrease the visits after that, you know, as you feel stabilized and get where you want to be. Um, but you know, if I was seeing 25 patients a day and I'm doing 10 minute visits, I'm sorry, I don't have time to do anything personal for you. You, you, you have to fit the script, you know, because I don't have the bandwidth for anything else. So I think that's one of the beauties of form health is we actually have time to spend with you, you know, and, and know you and learn you and meet you. So I, I think that's the thing too, is like, and we really care. I mean, I, I can only speak for myself, but I know all the other practitioners I've spoken with in the network. I mean, they're so helpful to me. You know, they're so helpful to our patients and we all want to help each other. You know, it's, you know, we're, we're all part of a team and, and even ultimately too, I mean, we're all in this together. You know, I have friends that I'm treating right now as well for Lyme. Nice. So it's like, I mean, I have a vested interest in, in their well-being. You know, I have a vested interest in your well-being and I can't, I can't help it. It's just part of my soul. Um, so, you know, I just, we, we want you to feel better. Yes. I, that's, that's beautiful, beautiful beautifully said, you know, I love that the focus really is on hope and it really is the way medicine should be healing you from top to bottom, holistically, everything about you. So I really appreciate you saying that. And that is the beauty of our network. We're able to share information with different physicians and different providers in our network um, to really help you heal fully. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Britt, do you mind if I take a couple of questions here? I have a couple on yeah. the Q&A. Do you mind if I, actually... mind if I spot pick a couple of them? Yeah, absolutely. Okay? Go for it. Cool. I got, I got them pulled up. Um, yeah, so one of them says, this is a great question. It says, uh, so a co-infection Lyme and EBV separate uh, SFT purchase? The answer to that is yes. And separate treatments are needed. Yes, you need different infusions. But can it occur in the same six-month period? Absolutely. So you could get a Lyme SOT today and come back a month from now and get an EBV SOT. So absolutely, you can do it within the same six-month period. Typically, like to space them out about a month apart, but 100%. Uh, and then another person asked, SOT versus AOT. So ST is supportive of illegal nucleotide therapy, AOT being antisense, illegal nucleotide therapy. Um, what's the difference? I don't think there is a difference. Um, a lot of the older research papers were all on antisense technology, and now they call it a little bit, they coined a little bit of supportive illegal nucleotide therapy. But anything you look up on PubMed about antisense is essentially going to be the same thing as this SOT. Um, and is there a state-by-state -state network? That's a great question. You know, if you contacted RGCC, they might be able to tell you. I know we have different clinics across the country that are using. What all clinics do we have that are using SOTs right now? Britt? We we have several. And actually, if you go to forumhealth.com and you search SOT, you'll see all of our locations um, that, that offer this treatment. Um, I know Austin is one of them that first comes to mind, um, but we have we have several across. So please call us. You can schedule a complimentary um, health consultation. Find out if this is right for you, and we can really point you in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, a, a couple other questions from Lisa Garcia said uh, the drug you mentioned before. So it's like a dexamethasone. It's just a steroid. It's just a st it's a small dose steroid to stabilize the vein. Um, so that's the one that that we use. It's part of our uh, standard operating procedure. And then a friend uh, and colleague, uh, Danny Mreska, actually asked, said, so the goal of the treatment is to get the body an opportunity to heal itself and rebuild its resources. From a long-term perspective, is the ideal expectation that you won't have to continue the treatment year after year? Absolutely, 110%. You know, the goal is to get you rebooted. We need to be, boost your immune system, increase your resiliency, you know, get you all the things you need so that your body can fight this on its own. 
I shouldn't say the word fight, your body can handle this on its own because, you know, whether it's EBV or spirochetes or cancer, these are just chronic, you know, conditions that we're going to basically be dealing with the rest of our lives. So we want to be as healthy as possible to where, you know, they're just a minimal issue for us. Yeah. Do you have, Britt, do you have any questions that you're looking at too? Do you have, which one do you yeah. want to answer? So let's see, there's one, I actually have one um, from a friend of mine who wanted me to ask this tonight. My friend has chronic mold exposure to mold. Mm. Could she possibly be a candidate for SOT? Well, there's not an SOT for like a mold per okay. se. Okay. So if, if, it's, if it's a mold, I and mean, what I would recommend there is probably like a Great Plains lab, like a mycotoxin test. So actually check out and see like what your mycotoxins levels are in your urine. Okay. And then typically the biggest treatments for mold are obviously going to be find the source get rid of the source, right? And usually it's going to be like water damage in the home or workplace, you know, so have maybe like an environmental um, medicine consultant come out and look for you for that. But then the other ones are going to be glutathione and sauna. And, you know, sauna, and Yeah, right. and glutathione can be really good support for this too, you know, because it's detoxifying, you know, great absolutely. for the liver and neuroprotective. Right, absolutely. You know, this is a great question from Leo, he wrote in. I was actually thinking this myself. Even with a successful SOG treatment where the patient feels noticeably, noticeably better, Will they still test positive for Lyme their entire life? Great question. Very possibly, Leo. But what you would see, though, is a, a decrease in the, in the band um, intensity. So, for instance, with that vibrant panel, um, you see kind of the green, the yellow, the red that I showed you earlier. What we're hoping to do is take the reds to the yellows, the yellows to the greens. Um, and I've actually had some patients that have converted back. Like uh, I had a lady today I saw, you know, and, and she showed me her results and she had been treated aggressively over the last 10 years with a lot of different therapies and she had previously been positive for Bartonella and for Babesia and when I looked at her tests today they were all stone cold normal all the IgGs and the IgMs so I mean it, it is possible to you know kind of convert back you know I've seen also Dr. Wilson who um, he owned uh, Great Smokies Medical Center which which is now Forum Health Asheville for like 30 years and he's an amazing practitioner but um, I saw one of his patients uh, a while back and he treated that gentleman, that young man with Coxsackie um, virus for, for treatments. And when I ran this fiber panel on him, his Coxsackie was negative because I was going to do an SOT for that. And I was like, well, I can't do an SOT if you don't have any viral issues. Um, so yeah, it, it can. Will it, you know, it's probably going to be different for everybody. I, I would never say yes or no. That makes sense. Uh, let's see, Lynn wrote in and says, I was doing a foot bath four days after SOT for EVB. And in the middle of that, I got pretty sick throwing up. Was that a herx? Two weeks now, I feel amazing. Oh, that's great, Lynn. I'm so glad to hear that. That's fantastic. Good view. Um, possibly. I mean, you know, the foot bath, ionic foot bath should typically help, right? Because you're going to pull out some of those toxins and everything, you know, and clear those out. But yeah, it could have. It could have pulled a little, little bit more out a little quicker. So it's definitely possible, you know, if you feel that happening, that's the time to, you know, do your binders, you know, as well, you know, pull them out of the body, um, you know, and, and it, having a Herx, unfortunately, you know, and if you're going to have a Herx, I would expect you're going to have it in the first couple of weeks, right? Um, but, you know, trying to like get through that, support your body through it, you know, kind of know your symptoms, what have you. Um, but yeah, it, it could have been a Herx, right? It sounds like it definitely a Herx or a detox reaction. So definitely could have been. But the great thing is I'm so glad you're feeling better now. Yeah, absolutely. That's wonderful. Uh, let's see, Denise wrote in, is there one sauna brand you would recommend over others? I, I'm assuming Denise is maybe thinking about purchasing a sauna. So at Shop Forum Health, we have a lot of great options there. And there actually is, 
a couple of infrared saunas on there. Now, what I like about these is they're they're small. They can actually fit in your home, um, and they're a lot more cost affordable. And so, specifically, this Thera 360 Plus. This is the one that I'm fixed to buy. Now, I've had a near um, a red light and near infrared light, like a my uh, what's it called uh, Mito red light. I believe that I had like um gosh for several years now, and I like it. It's great, but this is so much better. And this gets up to 170 degrees, which mm -hmm. is fantastic. I mean, you could literally sit in this thing, pop your head out of the top um, and, and, you know, watch a TV show or, you know, read a book, what have you. Um, and so this is a really great home unit, really safe. You know, it, it's not going to have you know, any kind of like, you know, chemical volatiles that are going to cause a lot of problems. You know, having a having a huge unit, you know, that's made out of wood and all that'd be fantastic. I'd love that. But I mean, we're talking thousands of dollars now. Yeah. And then you have to make sure, too, that like, you know, it's made specifically where the glue is not going to be kind of melting when it gets hot and those kind of things. So, yeah, so my, my best bet, I would go with this Thera 360 plus. And the great thing is, if you travel, you can really take it with you. It's only 20 pounds. So uh, my wife and I have been discussing this, and I think this is going to be our, our next detox purchase. Yeah. Um, and then we both get to enjoy the benefit of it. Which I is, agree. Uh, I, I'm probably going to do the same. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so if anyone's interested, though, it's on shopformhealth.com. Yeah. Um, you don't even have to be a member of our clinic to go buy this. I would ask you, though, uh, what you saw here, when it ask you what clinic you're affiliated with, please do say Asheville. Um, so we get a shout out for it. Yes, but, that'd, uh, be yeah, that'd be yeah, great. That'd be a great option for you. I'm glad you brought that up and we're, we're able to show everyone. Um, let's see, we had somebody write in and say, could you possibly use SOT for diabetes? No, not no. really. Um, okay. No. That's good to know. Great question, um, though. Yeah, no, very good question. Um, let's see. After an SOT treatment, is there anything a, a patient needs to do in particular? After the SOT treatment? Mm -hmm. um, you know what I tell, I mean, because that next week, you're not going to be doing any treatments, really. You know, you're so take a little herbal vacation, you know, get off your herbs, get off your pharmaceuticals, relax, you know, let your body heal. You know, don't go try to climb, you know, a huge mountain right after that. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> right. Good sleep those kind of things take it easy yeah exactly exactly and then connie had a great question so connie wilson is, is, a, is a beloved friend and she asked can you talk about the, the physiology for sot and it's simple to desensitization for allergy or light cures like homeopathy that's a great question connie connie does some homeopathy now i i really i, I like homeopathy i'm not um astutely trained in homeopathy so i i can't really give that it's a little bit different um instead of a kind of a light cures like, it's really more of a, it's a blocker. I mean, it's literally like birth control. It's like, it's like feeding Lyme or EBV birth control in your body and they just can't reproduce. So really it's more like birth control for the viruses and for mm -hmm. the Lyme than it is like a homeopathy or like an allergy shot. That's a great question. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, let's see. Um, Somebody wrote in and said, are there any limitations with SOT and vaccinations slash COVID, et cetera? Yeah, great question. Great question. Um, no, I mean, it is, the SOT is very specific just for really big door for you. There's no, you know, if, if you were going to get vaccinated before, that's you continue to do that. You know, um, if you get a vaccination, you're not going to have any more trouble with it. Now, I wouldn't get an SOT. It just like I wouldn't get a flu shot and a COVID shot the same day. My dad actually did that recently, <laughs> and he felt horrible, you know, for like a day or two. Then he, you know, he rallied back. Right. I mean, when I moved to Haiti, I think I got like four vaccines in the same day. It's just not I a good idea. That. You want to spread out vaccines. But the same way, right, if you get an SOT, you might have a Herx reaction. So you might have an inflammatory cytokine cascade. Um, so I, I wouldn't get a vaccine in the next week. I'd give yourself at least two or three weeks, you know, before you got to say a COVID vaccine or a flu vaccine. 
just because, you know, it's not going to hurt you, but you might feel really poorly, you know, so if that happened, you'd want to take some like turmeric or the Sodaquil or maybe even ibuprofen, you yeah. know, just to knock it down. So you feel better and can move on with your life. Definitely. Great question. Definitely. Uh, let's see, Carl wrote in and said, can you keep taking your current medications while under treatment and then phase off as needed? I'm assuming that depends on what treat, what medications you're on. Yeah, it's a great question. So let's say you're taking, um, uh, let's say you're taking azithromycin and amoxicillin um, and let's say like a third agent, uh, maybe like a tinidazole um, for Lyme and you're taking Mepron um, for, for Babesia. No, you, we really don't want you taking that for two weeks, honestly, before you get the infusion in for another week afterwards. Now, a week later, if you want to jump back on that, you definitely can. But ideally we, we leave a window, you know, say two weeks before or a week after, at least a week before, you know, RDCC recently updated some of their guidelines and, and, and try to spread out a little bit more if possible, but at least a week before and after, we really don't want you doing any kind of herbal, you know, Lyme or EBV killers. Um, or antibiotics or, or those kind of things before just to give your let the SOT do its job you know yeah definitely uh, let's see somebody wrote in and said I am very ill with Lyme Babesia Borrelia homesick mm. oh, I'm sorry homebound sick wheelchair bound sick I haven't started herbs yet till I get binders going and stabilize more how long would I want to wait to do S SOT would it be okay to do it when I'm this sick that is a great question. That is a great question. Before you did a SOT, I would really focus on the detoxification component and, you know, the anti-inflammatory component, you know, from a dietary standpoint, as well as some of the herbs and everything, really make sure those detox pathways are, are wide open. And if there's anything else you can do, like if there's any low hanging fruit in your life that you feel like really just bringing your health down, I would try to mitigate that as, as much as possible before you jumped in with the SOT. Because once in your body, you know, it's, it's there for six months, so you can't just take it out. Um, you know, your, your case is more significant than the people that I have seen thus far. If you come back and ask me that again in six months, I'll honestly be able to give you a lot better assessment and be able to guide you through the process a lot better. You know, I've been with Form Health in Nashville now for about eight months. And previous to that, I was at UT Medical Center in Knoxville and the cancer there as well. And, you know, we didn't do SOTs there. I didn't even know they existed. I didn't learn about them until I got over to Form Health mm -hmm. and got some advanced training in it. Um, with them and, uh, you know, RGCC labs. And so, you know, this is something that is going to be life transformative for a lot of people. If you have that big of a medical condition, though, I would rather practice all this on myself first and with people that don't have such severe infections and fine tune this very, very, very much so before I would want to treat you with it and just in full disclosure and be totally honest with you. Sure. That makes sense. Um, and let's see, we have another one that came in. I tested a very high IgG EBV. I'm not sure what symptoms come with that should, and why would I still get SOT? So it sounds like maybe they're not having symptoms. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, so I, so typically it's interesting. Okay. So when you look at, say, like an EBV test, when you typically get an EBV test, you get IgGs and IgMs. Um, typically, everybody's IgGs are high, and that means you've had exposure to, to EBV. That doesn't mean that you have an active case of it um, in your body. Now, if the IgMs are high, that tends to be a little more acute, okay? Um, that being said, we also test a lot of times what's called an early antigen um, IgG, which does give you like a more um, in-the-now window 
of what's going on with your EBV. So you'd really just kind of have to look at that test and then look at your symptoms, right? If you're not having any symptoms, but you had an IgG, I wouldn't worry about it. No, I would not get SOT. Um, you know, sa save your money and put your resources in, into something else. But um, if you're symptomatic, then something that definitely, and you have a high IgG is something we can definitely discuss. And with the Lyme, you know, you would think theoretically that the, the active infections have really high IgM bands, but Lyme is one of those things that's such an immunosuppressive agent, you know, so with these indirect tests, it's hard, right? Because you literally have this immunosuppressant agent that's blocking the immune system from working, and then you're checking an immune response for it. And so, you know, you wonder how often you get these like kind of falsely negative or, or lower than they really are threshold tests, and, you know, and there's some ideas too, that, you know, maybe the spirochetes and such, or, you know, or the Lyme's changing in your body enough so that you're getting, you know, new IgMs, new IgEs, you know, kind of the, 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 the classical, you know, black and white thinking that I learned in medical school is kind of out the window now, you know, we realize I think it's a lot more complicated than that, you know, and someone asked too, like, you know, which one should I get first? You know, I think a lot of this based on your clinical presentation, you know, as well, you know, it's not just, you know, what bands are out, but it's, you know, like what, what, what is most consistent with your clinical picture um, to help answer that. So, yeah, it, it's very, very case by case basis. Right. Um, interesting question just came in. Is there a before and after test, say every six months that can show any tangible difference yeah. in virus load? Absolutely. Yeah. What I would recommend, I would definitely, you know, either run one of the biocentauri or you know, PCR tests, um, like I said, the PCR tests are a little harder to pick things up on. Um, you know, I haven't, you know, the, I typically do that Vibrant test. You know, the Vibrant has a PCR component to it as, as well as the uh, indirect the antibody test. And absolutely, you know, I, I, you, you get SOT now. We check you again in six months. We see how it comes down 100%. You know, we're going to do a before and after. Definitely. Um, so Michelle wrote in and wants some clarity. She said, if I'm doing the EBV SOT, mm -hmm. I should stop antivirals two weeks before and one week after question mark. Yeah, no, that would, that would be appropriate. Yeah. That's what I would do. Okay. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. I would stop it two weeks before and one week after. Um, yeah. So here, this is therapies pre and post SOT administration guidelines. And so we're not talking about cancer right now. So we're talking about the virus and Lyme. Okay. Mm -hmm. So pre-administration want to be off all the antivirals, all the antibacterials, off all the antiparasitics. Because truth is what we're finding out, I was talking to Dr. Lee Cowden about this. And a lot of you probably know Dr. Cowden is internationally renowned. For, for, you know, his, his Lyme protocol, or the Calden protocol, you know, but what he's found too is that when they've actually done autopsies of people um, with some of these neural Lyme symptoms, they actually have like parasitic worms that have actually gone into their brain. And the Lyme is a co-infection with the worm, um, you know, maybe in deer, you know, originally, what have you. So basically the spirochetes get inside the, the worm, the parasite. And then when you treat with the anti, uh, um, anti, you know, say uh, Lyme meds, antibacteria meds, um, anti-herbals or herbals for the Lyme, it doesn't kill the Lyme because the Lyme's in a parasite. So sometimes what you'll see too is you'll do a synergistic um, anti-parasitic protocol as well, and that can facilitate more herxing too. So we kind of want you off basically anything that you think is going to help with or get rid of the Lyme or get rid of the, the, the virus, get off of all that for two weeks before, and then you don't do anything that day, and then you just wait a week afterwards. So kind of a three-week window to okay. answer your question. That's great. Uh, Smitty wrote in and said, is there an FDA approval process currently being planned for SOT? That's a great question. I'm not really sure. You know, there's more and more research okay. coming out about it. And I would imagine that RGCC Labs is, would like to do that, you know, to get to get FDA approval for a drug. I mean, it's we were talking about hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars. Um, that is a huge financial investment, you know, and, and, and unless there is, you know, we're not talking about Pfizer, you know, um, here, you know, um, or, you know, Bayer or something like that. So I'm sure 
that would be the ultimate goal for sure. And you're seeing more and more and more, even like cellular therapy. So RDCC Labs also does some cellular therapies called like VaxoQRE and, and like a dendritic cell therapy for cancer, you know, and there are other like pill therapies, um, you know, th that are, you know, kind of going through the approval process and the, it's just, it's, 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 it's hundreds of millions of dollars to do that. So right now they are pulling out more and more and more clinical data. And if you go to the RGCC website, if you just Google RGCC, you know, labs, you can look at their website and they'll show you a lot of the different research that's on there. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Denise just wrote in, and do you use Rife machines at your practice? Great question. So we do not personally have a Rife machine. I think Dr. Wilson actually had a Rife machine back in the day there. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's actually over Laszlo's now. Um, he's our neighbor. He's, we call him the wizard. Uh, he's this amazing manual therapist. It's just absolutely phenomenal. Um, but I have a lot of patients use Rife machines and, or, you know, or, or variants on, on that, um, on that sound wave healing. And a lot of them report really great success with it. Um, you know, I have not used one myself. I'm, I'm definitely, you know, open to it. And if it's effective, absolutely. And I believe there's actually certain frequencies that you can actually utilize for the Lyme. Um, it's a little bit outside my field of training, to be totally honest. But anecdotally, I can only tell you what I've heard from patients. A lot of them really feel that it's effective um, adjunctive treatment for them. Absolutely. Well, I don't see any other questions. Um, I'll wait a few more seconds in case anybody thinks of anything else. Oh, one just popped up. With uh, HPV 1618, mm -hmm. what positive test is acceptable since the testing is a vaginal or vaginal, a vaginal swab? Great question. Yeah, I actually had a patient with a head and neck cancer that came in the other day, and I wanted to try to find like a, a blood test on too, because a lot of head and neck cancers are actually driven by HPV 1618, mm -hmm. as well as cervical cancers, right. um, as everyone's aware. And like, so I contacted Quest and they're like, sorry, there's no blood test. It's all, it's all a it's all a swab. So I would say probably the best thing for that is I have to look into it with RGCC. I would think that's going to be part of their um, their PCR panel because, yeah, otherwise, you're right. I understand it, it is going to be a swab and I don't, I'm not aware of a blood test for it. Um, so that's a great question, though. Mm -hmm. Great question. And if you do have HPV, I will throw this in there, too. I know it's a little bit of a side note, but if you do have HPV 1618, I would really look at um, HCC extract, specifically a company called Aminokinoko. But they've shown they can act with six months of, uh, of that. They can actually clear HPV. That's been persistent in people for a long time. So That's I would do HCC extract, 1,500 milligrams twice a day. That's great. Um, another question just popped up. Can these treatments help at all with PCOS and thyroid symptoms? Um, I would say uh, indirectly, yes. I mean, they're not specifically for that, obviously. Right. But, you know, there's a lot of people that hypothesize that EBV might be an underlying driver of, um, of you know, say Hashimoto's, you mm. know, thyroiditis, which is an autoimmune disease. And if you have a large, you know, viral load or you have a large, you know, bacterial load, that's definitely going to throw off the immune system. The other thing as far as when it comes to hormones, not simply to say PCOS um, specifically, but, you know, PCOS thinking about estrogen dominance, but when the body's under a large pathogenic load like my body apparently has or was um is you know i guess uh, right. this brief moment in time um you know i i i started testing myself some things you know when i came out of uh, my integrative medicine fellowship and doing some in there you know because we had this amazing lab testing and it's like oh my god i want to do it on myself you know learn all these things i can get and you know and i came out and my testosterone was like a hundred and something you know, not the free testosterone i'm talking about the total test i was lower than any 80 year old man i ever checked you know, and so I started going back, you know, like chronic stress and all these things, overtraining, you know, I did a lot of mountains and, you know, biking and racing and all that kind of stuff over, you know, overtraining, overzealous endurance athlete mm -hmm. kind of thing. 
um, while working 60 or 70 hours a week in residency anyway, uh, not sleeping enough and, and, and a whole other story. But anyway, I think, you know, the, probably this line, this chronic bacterial load, you know, probably really contributed to that. And so I think you will see, uh, especially with adrenal stress, right? So like my cortisol levels are like, I hypersecrete, so my cortisol levels are always elevated and I have to work really, really hard to keep them down. So I do a lot of meditation. I do a lot of yoga. Um, I try to just do a lot of mindfulness, you know, and I, it's by necessity, I have to try to keep myself, you know, uh, regulated. But the reason I'm saying that is because what can happen though, is that your cortisol goes up. You can actually get a, get a blockade of 1720 lice enzymes. So you actually have lower sex hormones later on, you know? And so you could potentially have say an adrenal dysfunction secondary to say a chronic infection and that adrenal dysfunction could actually displace or, or mess up some of the steroid hormone synthesis. So you can actually have you know, disequilibrium in the testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, what have you. Um, and it's, and then as well as thyroid too, right? Because your thyroid is going to get off eventually for most people. If your adrenals are off, you know, if you're chronically stressed too, that facilitates autoimmune diseases like, you know, um, Hashimoto's, what have you. Um, so yes, indirectly, everything in the body is interconnected by, it's kind of like Indra's web. I don't know if you're familiar with that analogy. Um, so it's, it's kind of like, you know, this, this, you know, the, the whole body, the whole universe is like, you know, billions and billions and billions, like shining, you know, little jewels and it's going into this web. And if you pull on the web in one place, it, it reverberates throughout the rest of the entire web. And that's the way we are with each other. You know, if you, if you smile at me or give me a hug and that's going to change my physiology, which is going to change when I come home and see my daughter, Luna, you know, it's going to change her, I'll be in a better mood. So it's kind of the same way when you change one thing in the body, it starts to change everything else, which is great. So let's say you do have to, to the lady that asked earlier about being really debilitated. Let's say you do have Lyme, Babesia, Bartonella, and you're just totally debilitated. You know, you don't have to attack the Lyme. You know, you can start with your nutrition or start with sleep or start with stress reduction or start with addressing the sleep apnea, you know, or anything else. Right. And, and eventually you can kind of get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into the cycle and work your way up. Right. That's great. Um, Bismarck just wrote in and said, this is a great question. Are all SOT treatments the same price or does it, does it vary? No, that's, that is a great question. Yeah. They're all the same price. Yeah. So we have a standard price. It's $3,000 per SOT. And that includes the lab draw, the administration of it and, and all that. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a typical price. That's great. Um, and then another question came in, what is the difference between SOT and exosomes? Great question. So I'm actually going to a forum health conference, a little plug for that this weekend in Chicago. <laughs> and I think we're actually right. having a presentation on exosomes. And I, I did have a potential patient call me one time uh, for his dad. And he actually worked in the exosome industry and sent me some information on it. And if I'm not mistaken, I, I'm not trained in this, okay, but I do believe um, the exome um, has uh, some similarity to stem cells. But I'll have to uh, defer that to some of my esteemed form health colleagues who use them more than I do. So it's <laughs> going to be different than exomes, but both could be very synergistic together. Mm -hmm. Definitely. That's great. Well, I don't see any other questions. Oh, another one just popped up. Is the 3K per SOT per treatment every six months? Uh, so it's not every six months. Um, it's, it's however often you need it. So it's not like you have to come in every six months and get SOT. It's 3K per SOT. And Perfect. so that could be once and done. That could be Borrelia burgdorferi now and Borrelia burgdorferi in six months or 12 months or two years. It could be, um, you know, Borrelia burgdorferi now and Bartonella later. But yeah, each individual SOT is going to be $3,000. And we are talking, I was actually talking with my regional manager today 
and you know she's kind of talking with one of our head executives and we're talking about for people that do order multiple SOTs you know at once we are going to look at doing some type of pricing package for them because I, I get it you know I'm a dad I'm married you know it's like kids are expensive you know um, <laughs> this is a super super precise treatment it's really takes a lot of work to make this medication so it's not just like you're picking up a generic drug at the pharmacy um, so I totally understand why they are expensive and we all you know we want to be good stewards you know, of your health and also of your financial resources too. Yeah. You know, the more people we help, the obviously, you know, the better we're going to do. So, um, you know, we're, we're working on, if you want to come in and get, um, you know, like four SOTs, we're working on, you know, like kind of a, a package bundle, but that's, it's in the works. That's great. That's wonderful. I know a lot of people appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. really effective. I mean, it's just, it's really great. I mean, you know, it's so different than, you know, a lot of the other treatments out there. It's just so precise. And that's really, I think it's part of the beauty of it. Yeah, that's the thing. It's precision, which yeah, is precision we really medicine. need to heal and get better. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we're going to have to have a part two of this <laughs> for sure. We'll do, do the cancer two. section. Yeah. Yes, but I so appreciate your time. And for everyone who attended tonight, all of your questions, um, it's such a fascinating topic. And I really appreciate everything you're doing and offering hope to so many people that are, are suffering with, with different infections. So thanks, Britt. I, I really yeah. appreciate it. You know, I guess so. I guess in cl closing comment is, you know, whether you come to our clinic, whether you don't come to our clinic, whether you get SOT, whether you don't get SOT, you know, kind of at the end of the day, I told you, I'm going to love you either way. So don't feel like, you know, uh, don't ever feel pressured. I'm here for you. I'm not going anywhere. Like we love Asheville, you know, we, well, I like to raise my daughter here. You know, we got her in a great, you know, Waldorf school and my wife loves it. And I love it. And I love our clinic. I love our people. Um, you, you know, just surround yourself with people that support you and love you, you know, and nurture you, you know, and especially if you do have a chronic disease, you know, surround yourself with hope and love, you know, and, and faith. And it doesn't have to be a religious faith, you know, any kind of spiritual faith, anything that brings purpose to your life. Um, start to activate that self-healing principle within you. And then it just makes the SOT work better. It makes the herbs work better. It makes the medicine work better. Um, you know, so I think that's, that's the big take home message that, you know, love is, love is strong medicine. Love is really strong. Absolutely. I, I love that. That's such a beautiful message. Um, I wanted to mention too, if you're interested in learning more about SOT therapy, uh, if you want to find out if it's right for you, please give us a call. Our number is 855 467-5922. Schedule your 15-minute health consult, uh, uh, health advisor call. This is a complimentary call. Again, that number is 855-467-5922. You know, and then also, you know, there's some good papers out there, you know, do some research on it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really exciting. Uh, we're thrilled. I mean, at the clinic, you know, my wife, I come home and tell my wife about it every day. I say, oh my God, I actually have things that I can do for people now to yeah. really help, you know, because when I was at UT, it's like, you know, 80% of people I could get better with lifestyle, you know, and those kind of things. But there was always like this 20%, I just could never really touch and reach. And that's where I think like the power of functional medicine comes in, you know, this deep biophysiology, nice. you know, and then you have these really just cutting edge treatments like the SOT. But yeah. Thank you so much for it. I really appreciate the opportunity for Absolutely. being here. Absolutely. No, thank you for just all of your expertise, all of your knowledge on this. We promise there will be a part two. I promise that is coming. Um, but please, in the meantime, visit us at forumhealth.com. 
connect with us. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and we have tons of great content on a variety of different health conditions and treatments there. So make sure you connect with us. And um, thank you. Thank you for, uh, for attending tonight. Dr. Bell, thank you again. And for everyone who's watching this evening, we really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks to everybody for coming. I really appreciate it. Please do share with your family, friends, loved ones. I mean, we just want to get the information out there. Whether you come here or you go to Texas or California or Utah, you know, wherever you get the treatment done, just, you know, to take care of yourself. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dr. Bell. Sure. Thank you. Rick. Have a great evening. Yeah, likewise. Everyone. Thank, okay. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Forum Health Podcast. Forum Health is the first nationwide network of integrative and functional medicine providers. To learn more about this topic and to find a Forum Health provider near you, visit forumhealth.com.